0: welcome to tabletop transmissions thanks (laughs) thanks for tuning in so uh i'm one of your hosts liz and joining me as always are my co-hosts
1: hi
2: i'm cassie and hello
0: i'm fran
3: and i apologize i'm on my phone uh this week so i might not sound quite as clear as usual
0: Uh, and I've eaten way too much pasta, so I might also <laughs> not sound clear as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, pasta doesn't have anything to do with it. Anyway, uh, I'm just, I'm just hungry. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so how's everybody doing?
2: Uh, like I said, I'm old and my back hurts, but other than that, pretty good. That's fair. It's been an interesting
3: week.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> oh and i am absolutely exhausted <clears throat> it is uh oh i i i both love and really hate driving in dc well, or i love dc i hate driving in it
3: that's what the metro is for dear it it yeah.
0: is except if you're going out to a place where metro doesn't reach
3: oh you're talking about going to the fair
0: well, yeah, we went to the fair, and then I also we also uh, we went to go see a musician uh, named B. Steadwell, uh, oh. who I, I guess I'm sort of friends with. Uh, B. is super Ooh. cool. She's an a camper. Um, she wrote a musical called A Letter to My Ex. Huh. That's filled with uh, queer people of color, and it's 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 vulnerable and amazing, and it's. It's odd oh, it's so good. And it was being performed at this little performing arts center in uh, Bethesda, which is Oh okay. Like for those not initiate or for those who don't know DC, it's like just outside of DC. Yeah. Um you could have
3: gotten um, there you could have gotten there by Metro.
0: We could, but it's also late and we didn't want to risk being That's stuck. Fair. Mm. Like, yeah, we had that's... other errands to run to, so it all just we just drove. but then driving out, driving through the city to get to the Ren Fair was also interesting,
3: yeah, i've um well, first of all when i uh, when I used to go to the Maryland Renaissance Festival, let's just call it by its full name, uh, it wasn't where it is now, um, but I also obviously was coming from maryland so mm. i never had to worry about going
0: into dc yeah no, like i had to drive so, like i drove past the, the like so first of all we weren't in normally if we go into the city uh we take jess's car because it's small and you know mm-hmm. nimble and quick and and able to deal with dc drivers mm-hmm. uh this time because we had a bunch of people with us we we took my truck ah uh-huh. ah uh-huh. therein <laughs> lies the problem yeah
3: I, I i understand exactly what you're talking about
0: so but anyway uh yeah I, Fran,
3: don't drive in dc
0: mm. <laughs> now anyway um you know uh underwhelming maryland renaissance fair aside uh,
3: <laughs> it used to be awesome i mean that's all i can
0: say i don't it, know what it's well like here's the taste. thing like i didn't because i was driving i didn't drink um turkey leg wasn't really good it was uh-huh. super hot. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to try to go back, like, end of October.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, But, yeah. But anyway, um, we're here to talk about tabletop role-playing games. <laughs> and what we're talking about tonight as our, our topic, Uh, it's sort of an interesting one. I'm going to tell what our topic is, and then I'm going to explain kind of how we got there to this. Um, so our topic tonight is going to be kind of striking a balance between following the GM's plot and telling your own stories within that world and, and kind of some Mm -hmm. of the trials and tribulations that, that go along with that, um, and how we kind of got here. So, um, I know you two don't really play like much like console games and stuff. Uh, Well, Fran does. Oh, Fran does. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you do. So, have Uh, you seen
2: the the trailer with anything?
0: Have you seen the trailer for Death Standing?
2: Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that was, uh, (laughs) that was a really interesting experience, actually.
0: Yeah. Like, so, for those of you who haven't seen it, go watch it. It's weird. Uh, it's called Briefing. Um, and, you know, I, I was thinking. I don't know if I necessarily want to play this game, but I would like to ex- like I would like to experience this world. Yeah. And that got me thinking about, well, you know, uh, in role playing games, it's like I, I feel like there's a lot of times where a world, like, like maybe a, a game master has created. Has created a really interesting setting and world, and maybe you're mm-hmm. not quite engaged with the plot that they're trying to do, but you're, you you want to engage with that world and, and interact with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm going to turn it over to you two. So my my first question is, um, like I don't want to want to the stories. Uh, okay. So my first <laughs> question, my first question though is. Um, have you ever, first of all, have you ever been in that situation where you're, you're kind of playing or like you're reading, a, you're not even playing yet. Maybe you're reading an, uh, an RPG setting book mm-hmm. and like you find yourself like, I don't really want to do the main part of this game, but I really want to do this other thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: Like I, for me, I feel like a lot of Onyx Path stuff is like that. Hmm. Like, yeah. uh, like maybe I don't exactly want to be a coterie of vampires being all political. Mm-hmm. I actually <laughs> wonder what it would like if you would say, uh, like, like inverted that, like you are a mm. a vampire commune,
3: mm-hmm.
0: hmm. like something yeah. quite kind of like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I can see it.
0: Okay, like actively working for the betterment of all vampire kind.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Camarilla, schmammarilla, we can figure out a better way to do this. Exactly. Um and I don't know, sometimes I, I sometimes I just like being contrary, but mm. <laughs> I guess have you either have either of you run into games like that? Is there anything for you like where you look at it, and you're like, I don't exactly want to do this, but I I wanna play in this world but like do something else.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't think of a time. Well, I, I can think of times when other people have been DMing, and I've been sitting here going, "This really is not my, is not my jam. Is not where I feel like I belong." But, um,
3: specifically
2: books is, um, let's see, what do you think? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I tend to buy source books to basically mine for interesting ideas. The Scarred Lands is the first setting in a very long time um, since the original Cyberpunk, where the book came drink. out, and I was like, I want to go to there. Mm. Yeah. Um, I
3: mean, I've looked at you know, I, there was a point where I really, really, really wanted to run a pulp adventure game, mm. and I looked at um, a few of the a few books, and I actually bought a. Uh, a, a book that uses the fate system on China Road. It's called, and I and I and I was reading through it, and I was like, yeah, that's okay. Oh, Legends of Tomorrow. No, no, it was something else. Um, is that that's okay? That's okay. But they're really into their specific setting, and I really just kind of want to run a a loose pulp adventure. So I mean, there's that. Um, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: It Never happened. <laughs> Yeah.
3: Something, something
0: of the century. Oh, spirit of the century. Spirit of the century. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Which I still, I still have my copy somewhere, and we mm-hmm. never actually played it, even though
0: it's a decent game. It just wasn't what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, yeah. Like yeah, like, and I wonder if sometimes. There are RPGs that get way too specific when like they drill into something. It's like, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, it,
3: I mean, for example, there's the Feng Shui book. We totally mm-hmm. ignore a lot of the stuff in the Feng Shui book oh, and just yeah. use the system. Because mm-hmm. they, they have all this setting that we're like, eh, whatever, we're just going to yeah. use the system.
2: Yeah, and and honestly, I think they're fairly enthusiastic about that. I think Robin Laws is like, dude, you know, have you seen Hong Kong action movies? There are <laughs> conventions, kind of, but you know, subverting yeah. them is yeah. half the fun. So Robin Laws is kind of enthusiastic about just about everything involved. Yeah, that's in China, true. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true.
0: Like I've actually, so I've got in front of me to remind me to talk about it this is my copy of Exalted Third Edition okay Wait, okay so hear me out first of all yep. anyone have you either, have either of you ever seen the um exalted third edition Kickstarter book no no oh my god first of all this is the longest this is the second longest Kickstarter I've ever backed the longest <laughs> is one that I'm pretty sure I'm not getting and I're <laughs> I think next week might be failed kickstarters that we're still mad or that we're still mad about mm. uh I got I got a bone to pick with one.
3: Mm-hmm. I, i've only got one that i really have i have a problem with but i know that i know that fran's wife has one that she's mm-hmm. really unhappy
0: about yeah but so it's not really role-playing but uh, well we might have friend friend does uh does sarah want to come on and talk about oh, that i'm sure she'd love to <laughs> yeah i'm sure she'd love like to mm-hmm. but uh anyway the reason i'm bringing this up so have either of you played exalted Fran? i know you're big with onyx packs Onyx onyx path stuff
2: well yeah, but it's uh, it's more I I played Vampire I guess right when it started to get cool, but way before Onyx Path and I played Scarlands back when it first came out and then well, we've talked about that. Right. Yeah. Led to I, a I, downward I spiral of addiction and, and uh novel writing. I, I don't play
3: uh, World of Darkness, my Onyx Path. Mm-hmm. uh products are uh scarred Lands and pugmire because mm-hmm. pugmire is awesome
0: yep It just so friend what you just told me um uh you know the dark path to uh novel writing
3: mm-hmm.
0: um i kind of want to do those late those mid to late 90s anti-drug psa's <laughs> but you're like you're the star of it now mm-hmm. like this is your brain yeah this is your brain? This is your brain after you've played RPGs for years and mm-hmm. have just yep. gotten a creative itch?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. I mean, this is your brain out writing a
2: novel? Yeah. Yeah. This is your brain at conventions.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, yeah, fried right. eggs
3: everywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, now I just want Weibo's Rancheros. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I so just ate. It,
2: another, another game system that... Um, I actually I like this setting, but everybody else finds it kind of weird and off putting is um Dogs in the Vineyard. No, um, I
3: like the setting. I
2: mean Yeah, I do too, but very few other people seem to I,
0: I like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> this this is um small side tangent. This might be the side tangent episode. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm convinced I've been running and pitching dogs wrong for years
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: so i don't know it's just one of those games where i feel like i think i'm doing something wrong here mm-hmm. uh i really like i wonder if we can talk vincent into running dogs for us when do well i mean
3: oh wow i mean when when fran i mean i i read it years before fran mm-hmm. ran it but when fran ran it as i recall didn't you actually talk to vincent about it
2: um, I did after actually. Um, because okay. I had a really weird idea and that was actually like when we decide we're gonna get back on topic, I'll mention the weird idea. <laughs> oh right, topic. that idea. Okay. But yeah, no, I, it's the the thing about it is it's a really neat and interesting setting, but the best way to explain it is your Mormon paladins trying to help protect the church and the congregation. Yeah.
3: The reason and, that I had the reason that I had no problem with it is mm-hmm. that uh, in the ni- in the late nineties, I had a Mormon girlfriend and read mm-hmm. a crap ton of Mormon history. Yeah. Um, oh, well, so I mean... so there was nothing in there that that I was like, oh yeah, no, that's a complete alien concept. But for mm-hmm. people who don't know about that, and for mm-hmm. for those who don't know, Vincent is from a Mormon background. Um, he is mm-hmm. no longer uh, in the church. <laughs> He has not been for some time, Mm -hmm. Um, but he, you know, this was written also from a perspective of someone who, who had some idea of, you know, what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, And for those who don't, um, it's going to be very weird. But I think looking at it, looking at it like you're a bunch of paladins, Mm -hmm. uh, is probably
2: the best, um,
3: the best way to for for most people to, to. to be able to mm. rock it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, there's it. That's the thing is when you say Mormon paladins, people immediately are kind of, it's the most accurate way to describe it, but it's also not a great way to sell the idea. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a fascinating setting and it's a fantasy world in which, you know, the church is right. Um, But it doesn't have to be, well, it's like
3: the church is right, except there isn't a dogmatic theology that yeah. you have to deal mm-hmm. with. No yeah. No pun intended there. With
0: mm-hmm. the so, so mm-hmm. kind of moving. I, Sorry. Taking no, no, no. Taking what we're talking mm-hmm. about and kind of shifting. I want to shift thoughts real quick.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's say, let's say you're running dogs in the vineyard. Now, mm-hmm. the basic premise of dogs, like you said, is you're, you're these Mormon troubleshooter paladins. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for me, part of me, because I think, I don't know, I think I'm just wired to be contrary. (laughs) Um, it's, did you ever see, Do you ever watch Archer? Yeah. Carol. Uh I think I'm Carol. (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, so you can
3: have a nice country music
0: career. Um, you know, I was looking at mandolins yesterday.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God. I, I, oh, you are okay, a caricature of yourself.
0: I, I, no, I. That's true. I am. i <laughs> um actually. I'm, I'm. I'm really tempted to to buy a ukulele.
3: I. You know, I. I wanted to to buy one when we were in Hawaii a few years ago, and Rebecca told me she would not allow one in this house. <laughs>
0: Well, then, okay. So, like I was saying, I'm wired to be contrary. Part of me is now like, well, I have to because when we come visit, I'm just going to serenade Rebecca with ukulele music.
3: Anyway, so so, yeah. so you're, you're contrary, and
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So I was thinking. I wonder what it looks like from the average people and I, and that's part of what dogs is, is trying to unravel a mystery, get to the truth of the matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of wonder what it would be like to kind of shift the premise of dogs a little bit. And you are the people in this town trying to handle a situation when all of a sudden these paladins come in And now you're dealing with what is potentially a tricky situation. Maybe there Mm -hmm. are factors that you don't quite feel like discussing to the uh, members of the church who own firearms Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and are, you know, dispensed to use them at will. Yeah. Uh, And so, and I don't know, like that idea sounds interesting to me. Um, And it's like, I just, I just like maybe exploring sides of a game that maybe mm-hmm. they weren't intended to be poked around in.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that
3: that I'm all over. I mean, yeah, well, I, I mean that's how, that's how Fran plays console games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Mm-hmm. Well, it's oh, how yeah. I play a lot of games. I mean, yeah. I, I, I ran a really wonderful game ages and ages ago where one of the characters was playing a paladin, they wind up in this um, this chateau up in the mountains, and they're talking to this guy who is, you know, uh, a wealthy dilettante. I, I I dabble in various aspects of all kinds of things, science, politics, and uh, the Paladin and this guy are getting along really really well. And he's sort of saying, you know, and the problem is that we live in a world of chaos. The Paladin goes, yeah, where it's really hard to tell what's right and what's wrong. And the paladin goes, yeah. And so people need sort of a strong moral framework that can help them understand what's right and wrong. And the paladin goes, yeah. And my, and my uh, NPC goes, and when they're wrong, they have to be punished so that they learn that they've made a mistake. And the paladin goes, yeah. And begins (laughs) to realize this guy, Who's very courteous and very well spoken and seems to you know want good things for the world is lawful evil because people are dumb and if you don't keep them in line, they go off the rails and so uh, I've played a lot with you know what I call the multiple faces of alignments in d and d like. Mm. I had a true neutral character who basically behaves very lawfully because she's trying to – she basically says or, – or a lawful neutral character who behaves very true neutrally because she's trying to understand what the universe's laws actually are. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah, yeah she's
2: know. an interesting
3: character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So – and – So then I guess my, the second part of this, so we've, we've kind of established that I think for some groups that it would be, it would work just fine poking Mm -hmm. around like that. Yeah. But I think you kind of have to make sure everyone's on board and okay Mm -hmm. with you doing Mm -hmm.
3: that. Well, that, that's the base. I mean, I keep going back to that kind of thing, but that's the basis of all good role playing. Mm -hmm. That's not convention style role playing.
2: Yeah. Um, well, even lot... in convention style. But... Well, yeah,
3: but you have a lot less of a chance to get a buy-in kind of mm-hmm. thing in convention. But yeah. buy-in from, from the players and from the GM are the mm-hmm. most important. Yep. You don't have a game if you don't have buy-in.
0: So I'm thinking about there, there's this person I follow on Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to name their Twitter account because I, I, don't, I don't have permission to or not. Anyway, uh, I, follow, I follow them on Twitter and they posted about a playing in a game recently. And not being excited for D and D because um, one of their players is one of the players in their group is evil
1: mm.
0: and stealing from the party and it's
3: so uh,
1: fun. Mm.
0: And it's like I mean, there's
3: poke. that can be
0: fun, but
3: mm-hmm. not always.
0: Yeah. Again, buy in. Yeah. And and I feel like there's poking around in those corners that maybe are unexplored or weren't intended to be explored. Mm-hmm. And then there's being a jerk yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so i guess my question that is so i'm so fran i'm directing this specifically at you but cassie please feel free <laughs> to chime in
2: mm-hmm. but
0: so i guess fran this is a question for you mm. since i know you do this um how do you how do you go about breaking games i shouldn't say breaking games like mm. yeah like how do you go weirding, how do you weirding let's call it
2: weirding games um, um
0: we can keep this to 10 minutes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um it usually what happens is I get bored and uh I decide I want to try to I I I look at something and I I try to find something that I think will create interesting drama. Um and usually I test things out small and then go larger as time goes on. I try to um, sample opinions from the people around me, and I'm not always successful. I forget myself sometimes, and, <clears throat> you know, what's fun for me, I end up running away with. But um, in general, I try to sort of steer back to, towards the group, and I, <clears throat> I try to sort of be a good improvist. Um, you know, I try not to know somebody else's stuff if I can if I can keep my brain on it. Um, if somebody likes what I'm doing, I'll pick that up and amplify it and kind of dance along to that tune. Um, and I try to, basically, I, I'll mine into a vein, and if I find something interesting that nobody else objects to, I'll try running with it. So...
0: I think that's I think that's a that's a good way to approach it. Um. I think the flip side of that, where you just, it's like the Facebook approach, where mm-hmm. you go fast and break things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually work well in role-playing games. Yeah. No.
1: Mhm.
3: The thing about role-playing games is there is they're not an individual endeavor. mm mm-hmm. Mhm um so if you're just going and breaking stuff you got to make sure that everybody else in your group Mm winds up being okay with you going and breaking stuff Um, yeah if you're just going fast through and i mean if you are just if you're if you're unless it's a dedicated play test if you're going Mm -hmm. to specifically break the game yeah and it's not fun for everybody then the game's a failure yep does that make sense
2: i think it does okay yeah Yeah,
0: no so let me let me ask you this have you been in a situation um where someone has someone has done that to you like like you've been playing a game everyone's really enjoying it and then you've got that one person and you're like oh my god yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
3: Yeah. i think that i think that happens Mm -hmm. um trying to remember a
2: specific time I can I can think of a number of times when when it's happened. We have different friends who are really interested in different things. We have we have some friends who are really serious power gamers and if they're not you know leading the charge and destroying the enemy, then they really could care less about what else couldn't care less about what else is going on in the in the setting. We have another friend who wants magic to work the way that he wants it to and doesn't really care if the rules support that. He basically will argue around to, you know, summon Talking. mount means I get to create the horse in midair over the bad guy's yeah. head, right? He, it doesn't he, say he, I can.
3: He insists there's a Z-access to summon mount.
2: Yeah. So he should be able to just bomb people with with Fay horses. Um, <laughs> And you know, I, which can I'm be sorry. highly I'm, entertaining. We're going to yeah, need I'm... to
0: back up for one minute mm-hmm. here. Mhm. <laughs> horses.
2: Yeah. Um. In well, fifth I'm... edition D and D, um, when you summon a mount or a familiar, as a uh, yeah. well, if, when you summon a mount as a paladin, when you summon most animal familiars and a lot of the other kinds of creatures. What you're doing is you're summoning a spirit from, you know, fairy or another plane or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, inviting yeah. them to come hang out. Whereas yeah, in pastings,
3: them... No, uh, no. In, uh, in first edition D&D, it is a magical horse. Hmm. Um, and it is from, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't remember if it's specified what plane it's from. But no, that, that's, familiars are, are, were different. But uh, paladins mounts, they are special horses. Mm. I wouldn't call them fae horses, but um, but no, I mean here's the thing about about our friend is um, he he he. I mean, having role played with him a lot more recently uh, in a first edition game, uh, he he can be kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean we you know he wants to stretch the rules he wants to stretch the simula- mm-hmm. we need to do um an episode on high versus low simulation in mm-hmm. role playing games because oh, and I used to have That's a good one. Fran and I used to have lots of arguments mm-hmm. about this. Um, mm-hmm. discussions. Um but yeah I mean th- there's that there's uh and you know how much we let people get away with that is uh
1: mm-hmm.
3: is interesting like um in uh, in our we have a uh, tournament thing every um every october mm-hmm. and one of in one of them that our our friend Jerry is the one who who's always in charge and sets everything up and at one point he had a powerpoint slideshow and he had a very specific um uh slide up saying, No, you can't do that, Chris that he would mm-hmm. yeah to.
0: <laughs> okay, so I kind of wanna I don't mean to cut you off, but because yeah. this is gonna be a slightly short episode.
3: I, I am mm. sorry, that is my fault.
0: No, 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 it's woman's fault. Anyway. <laughs> so fine. I want I want to kind of kind of summarize here. So and I, I kind of feel like this is a cop out and and Well,
3: I yeah. I mean the way the way I'm feeling is we could continue talking about this next week because we haven't even gotten into the idea of being a player in a game where um, a game master has specific set ideas of what's going to happen Mm -hmm. and they don't Mm -hmm. coincide with yours. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: Yeah.
3: Which is what I I thought we would get to, but um, I don't know. But anyway, so go ahead. Sorry.
0: You know what? That is actually a better idea. So we're going to save that for next week. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Uh, And we're going to hopefully push our terrible Kickstarter uh, (laughs) uh, out a little bit Mm-hmm. Uh so let's kinda move on to shout outs though. Okay. So uh Cassie, I'm gonna do you want to be put on the spot or do you want Fran to go first?
3: Um Well, uh, my shout out's gonna be a little unconventional. Okay. If that's okay. It's not I, going to be it's not gonna be a game or a book or anything like that because as as um as egocentric as this sounds, I'd like to shout out to me. Because I have had a hell of a week, a hell of a mm-hmm. two weeks. Yeah, um, you've I survived have, a
2: hell of a two weeks.
3: Yeah, I have in the past two weeks uh, changed my name, so I am legally Cassie. I have uh, on Tuesday. I, I I had to travel for a family funeral last weekend, um, which is why last week's episode was so late and weird. Um, I had I came out at work. I have started the process of coming out at work. I have a meet had a meeting with my team on Tuesday. And it went amazingly well. So let me shout out also to my team at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been in the process of coming out thanks to a wonderful HR department. So that's been my focus for the past week. <laughs> and um, the first half of the week was so ridiculously nerve wracking that I really don't know that I can have any other focus right now.
0: No, that's, <laughs> absolu- that's absolutely fair. Uh, and uh, what's... Uh... Let's give you a hearty fuck yeah! Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, damn right. Yeah, that's. Oh, and that's... I shot myself.
3: And I shot myself up with estrogen for the first. Yeah. time. Yeah, and I honestly, it's
2: and honestly, it sounded like that took the most bravery out of the whole damn thing for oh you. Oh my gosh. So... Look, looking at that
3: needle, I just mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Different things bug different people, and I had no idea that that was such a source of anxiety for you. But yeah, nice. well done. I, I...
3: I didn't think it would be either, but it turned uh, out that yes, it was. But anyway, yeah. so so that was my week. Let's move on to France.
2: Um, I trying to think. I had a thing earlier, but I I don't remember what it was. So I'm gonna go with um. I just recently finished the umpteenth um book in Sean and McGuire's superb supernatural uh. Fairy Fairyland detective uh, fiction series, uh, the October Day books, um, mm-hmm. and the latest one is called the Unkindest Tide, and uh, it it deals with going back to a very 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 old promise by the sea witch to rectify something terrible that happened a long time ago, and um, Shauna Maguire is just a superb author at the worst of times, and this was definitely not her at the worst of times. Yeah. Um, this was beautiful, clear writing, wonderful characters, um, consequences delivered on for a number of characters and a number of events down through time. And one of the things that that fills my heart whenever I read a Seanan McGuire book, and she's talked a little bit about this, is basically whenever she's talking to a fan and the fan says, I wish there were people like me in books. She adds people like them in her next book, just boom, does it. There we are. Um, and in this book, um, she, uh, incorporated, uh, damn, there were two really good ones. The one that's, there was one that was much more subtle and much more uh, sort of a core part of the story. But uh, the one that stuck out for me was uh, she created a non-binary character and they're just there. They just are non-binary and it has no relation to anything. Um, But more than just, hey, there's a non-binary character over there. When the non-binary character talks about their gender it comes across as incredibly genuine and heartfelt. And it makes it really clear that she, Shannon has done the legwork to understand what matters and to really deliver on it in the story. And I, her I've, I've, I've raved before about her being her doing the best job of spending a character's life in a book that I've, ever seen of sort of using up the narrative energy of a character well in a book that I've ever seen but her creation of of really and empathetic characters um that introduce people to ideas they may not understand is just it's it's second to none
3: she's just superb so it it, I mean and the ironic thing here is that you've led right back into my past two weeks because when i was away for a family emergency i was with uh, my wife's family and my mm. wife's uncle has been friends with shannon since long before she actually started writing and yeah. so we wound up talking a bunch about her when we were stuck in the car for a while yeah. mm-hmm. she's, a, she's a, a really fun person apparently she has mm-hmm. threatened to kill mark on multiple occasions um he's well, he's a filker mm-hmm. and it was uh yeah they have a mm-hmm. fun they have a fun relationship but uh yeah so that's that's funny to me mm-hmm. sorry
2: yeah no she's she's a she's a really tremendous person she has had a a very hard road getting where she is and she is um She's like one of the hardest working authors that I have I've ever even heard of, and that includes Stephen King. She makes she makes Stephen King in his prime look like a slacker.
0: <laughs> you know, honestly, as someone who doesn't who doesn't really care for Stephen King, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine.
3: Yeah. Well, and 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 like I said, she's just a
0: wonderful
3: person.
2: Yeah, she is. Uh-huh.
0: Okay, so I, uh, oh, my turn. Okay, yeah. Uh, thing, yep. so
2: Damn right.
0: I am going to shout out to a comic book that is available mm-hmm. for pre-order right now. I actually got a chance to pick it up at SPX last weekend. and
3: miss
0: SPX. Mm-hmm. <laughs> SPX is really good. Yeah. Um, and it, oh, I, we, we got a bunch of comics at SPX, and I liked them all, but this one was my favorite. Uh, it is a book called Cosmonites. Hmm. Uh, if you like girls in mech suits um, who are lesbians and who try to rescue princesses before they're sold mm. off into marriage. So that's
3: Fran. Mm-hmm. Fran, <laughs> Fran, and Fran. Uh,
0: yeah, this book, this book is for you. Uh, it's mm-hmm. really cute art. It's like um it's like it's almost like synthwave space anime. Oh
2: wow. Huh.
0: It's Ooh. really pretty color. It's really pretty color. And colors. it's a
2: webcomic, she says, googling.
0: It is. Yeah. Uh, it <laughs> is currently a webcomic. Who's um, it by? Hannah Templer. By- <laughs> Thank you.
2: Sorry. <laughs> uh, on web page and I'm excited.
0: I got to meet her at SPX. She was on a she was on a talk, she was on a panel about um, science fiction world building and being queer, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Uh, but no, like this this comic really blew my mind, and I, uh, uh it comes out. You can pre order it. It comes out on October twenty second. Uh, it's so good. It, it's really, it's really amazing.
3: Is it coming from a publisher um, that people would know? Uh,
0: maybe. Let me. I don't have it in front of me. yeah um, No, because it's upstairs. No, because it's upstairs on my nightstand. Okay. Uh, well, maybe
3: you can include that information in like show notes or in. Twitter
0: um. Or
2: it appears the pre-orders are available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, IndieBound, Hudson, Penguin, and Diamond. So. Well, yeah, yeah that's, well, for you Diamond. should be able to
0: get it at like your local comic mm-hmm. shop.
3: Yeah, well, for, you know, that's what I was saying for Diamond. If you want to pre-order it, if you know mm-hmm. the publisher, that's. Anyway, go
0: ahead. Um. No. Anyway, it's really good. It's really gay. Oh, it's um, from
3: IDW. Oh, IDW. Okay. Yeah. which oh, okay. Awesome. That makes sense.
0: It's not branded IDW on the one that I got, so maybe they're just they're like, It's not. I. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's. Oh, it's so good. It's. It's just it's pretty, it's kinetic. Um it it just it just it just made my, my gay heart happy. Oh
3: fantastic. <laughs> so the name of it is
0: Cosmo Knights.
3: Cosmo Knights Like K N I G H S T.
0: Yeah. T S. Like, like I said, Mech <laughs> girls in mech suits. Cool. Yes, please
3: is um and 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 is is
0: the web comic is it
3: nSFw uh, not safe for work?
0: Or? uh no, I don't know okay it I okay. finished the book last night actually uh, and it, nah, it's it there's some kissing, but
3: uh, okay because like half of my web comics have have ended and I'm in a web comic uh, withdrawal, so maybe mm-hmm. I'll start reading it at work.
0: Yeah, if Jeff Jockless ever stops uh, updating um questionable content, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, John Allison has has kind of retired from webcomics at the moment. Oh. And uh so that's like no.
0: Um you should check out there's another one actually that I'm a big fan of. I'm going to look it up right now. Called My Dragon Girlfriend. Okay. So if you like dragons and girlfriends, uh and cat girls and trans vampire girls
3: well i mean obviously (laughs) um
0: yeah
3: i i I, part of my morning ritual is um i check out my like four or five now down to like three or four web comics and uh and then get on with my day so it's uh just getting down (laughs) because you know
0: yeah, so there. Yeah, yeah, it's on my Dragon Girlfriend. If you search for it on Google, it comes right up. It is by oh, who writes it? I followed them on Twitter. Hang on. It's by Courtney, I don't know her last name because it just says Courtney on her Patreon.
3: Okay, well, hmm. I mean, we'll see. We'll I'll see, but but um... it's
0: it's really cute if you like like I. It's cute. Okay. Mm. There's there's dragon kisses.
2: Oh. And, it it looks cute as hell. Yeah. And, and e squee and,
3: and 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 I will I will uh, I will throw a webcomic recommendation out there since you know we're here. Um, it's a comic called Gaia. It's by the um, uh, writer and artist who also do the Sandra and Wu humor comic. Uh, which is also fun. Mm. Um, gaia it's been a heck of a lot of fun it's a page it's two pages a week so um uh, i think it's tuesdays and fridays is the normal thing and it is it is a fantasy comic and it is very very interesting i i've enjoyed it a lot and it's still ongoing so
0: nice yeah so anyway, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week when we actually get deeper into the topic.
2: <laughs> when we hear Nurse Piggy say no
0: wait. <laughs> oh man. I said remind you I saw Muppets as Mad Max characters today. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. good stuff. But anyway, yep. uh where uh where can they where can people find us?
3: Uh, well, I can be found at Tip Transformed on the Twitters,
2: and uh, you can find me as Ronald and Valor on Twitter. And you can buy my book on Amazon.com. It's called Vigilant Through Shadows and Dreams.
3: You can also buy it on Drive. Yeah, you can
2: buy it on Drive Through in print, and you can drive it on buy it on Barnes and Noble. But nobody does that. Oh, I did. Oh.
0: I bought it. I bought it on. I bought it as Kindle. Oh Ooh. anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I completely threw you off. It's fine <laughs> uh oh uh, me um yes. you can find me uh under your pillow, just <laughs> whisper gently, and I will appear. uh you can also find me well, on twitter. Up. sorry, I've been listening to a lot of night veil, vale. oh okay
1: um.
0: So, you can find me on Twitter at little underscore Lizzie22. And you can find us in general on Facebook at Tabletop
3: Transmissions.
0: And you can find us on Twitter. Hang on, I was not prepared. And Twitter won't load.
3: T R A.
0: Yeah, on, I'm here. I'm here. We, can, we are Tabletop Transmissions, uh, and you can find us at Twitter at at oops sorry hang on at T-R-A-N-S-I-M-I-S T-I-O-N-S. And that's because I spelled the name wrong when I signed up for Twitter. Because we're professionals. We are professionals.
3: We are gonna be available on Podbean and iTunes. If you listen to us on iTunes, please leave a starred view to help us with their mighty mighty algorithm. Um, and please, if you're interested, um, if you if you uh, if, if you could uh, comments, questions, etc. to our Twitters or uh, elsewhere when there when there's commenting. I mean, heck, the Facebook, you know, uh, would be great. We would love to hear your comments. We would love to answer your questions on the air, as it were. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd really appreciate it. We haven't been getting much feedback at all, and I know we've had some new listeners.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, it, Oh, I'm sorry, go uh, ahead. I'm just no, going to say go I appreciate everyone who has been listening to us.
3: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, thanks for sticking around. We've had a rough couple weeks.
3: Yeah, and October is not going to be fantastic either, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: going to be in Dollywood. <laughs> I'm going to be in
3: Hawaii. Oh. Yeah.
0: That's like the opposite, ob- like, oh. oh Dollywood's maybe they're not that ob- fine.
3: Dollywood's cool.
0: No, Dollywood mm-hmm. is cool. We're going to go for, like, their Halloween stuff.
3: Oh, neat. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Good times. But anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, Tune in next week when we actually discuss the topic. Maybe. and and remember that thing that you forgot about in the fridge that thing that you have been meaning to throw out forever that thing that stares at you in mocking judgment every time you open the fridge to get a LaCroix it loves you too (laughs)
3: that's 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 beautiful
0: all right folks Have a good one, and we will see you all next week.
3: Bye-bye.